0: I need toilet paper,
1: toilet paper, toilet paper, I'm out of toilet paper it's my I need toilet paper. Toilet this podcast is brought to you by Writer on the Web, where every story counts.
2: Hello
3: everyone, it's wonderful to have you listening again. My name is Desiree Big Harry and I will be your host for this three-part series of The Rona Made Me Do It. No doubt you'll remember me from the marathon series, but ironically, while these three-part podcasts are not about marathon running, you may be well on your way to picking up running or some other form of activity to simply get you moving and out of the house, as sports are one of the few activities considered essential. In this three-part series, you'll hear from people who, like you and me, are riding the Rona Storm and doing the best they can. I've asked them to share with me what they're experiencing while being in isolation, away from their family and friends, and having very little contact with the outside world, face to face, like all of us. I'd like to extend my heartfelt gratitude to them all for the trust they had to share their experiences with me and with you. I would also like to express my sincere gratitude to the medical professionals around the world who are doing their best to look after us, and to their families who are supporting them. You are our heroes. What are the fun things to remember?
4: Yeah, (laughs) in a way it's not funny. I was walking by a shop and there was a black man, about uh, maybe 50 years old, and he just pulled his trousers down Hold his wheelie and water everybody around him. And I said, but other people wanted to kill him. And the passerby wanted to kill him. I said, no, please. And then I thought, on top of that, I don't want to witness uh, a, a crime. Then uh, he said, don't kill me, don't kill me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not well. I'm not well. <laughs> but he's probably not well. Oh, God. A, a, Plenty of jokes are sent to me by WhatsApp, hilarious, a lot of things, but that keeps me going. What's fun
3: is having more time to do family stuff, like reading aloud to each other, and of course all the Rona parodies on the web, they're much better than the grim news.
0: (laughs) I'm going to sound really, really boring here, but um, my husband and I have been uh, busting out the board (laughs) games. Um, so like a bit of trivia, a bit of scrabble. We've kind of, I think kind of reverted back to a um, a bit of a simpler life. I think because, you know, he's on a screen all day and so easy just to pick up your, Phone or laptop, and just kind of be like trawling, internet shopping and stuff all day because you're bored and stuff. So it's really nice just to do other things away from the screen. So we kind of, yeah, those things and music's for me has always been a huge part of my life. So I just um dabble in a bit of songwriting and playing guitar. My
2: daughter. Uh got it in her mind that she wanted to make candles and so we had madly done a search online to see if there were any candle supply shops open we found one and we're able to buy some supplies and uh my daughter's decided that she's going to become a bit of an entrepreneur and uh have this little candle making business of hers so she's going to sell these you know these uh soy based uh candles with essential oils and all that so
3: if there's anything that's kept me going more than anything aside from the great food of course are all these videos and those photos and those comical things that we receive through whatsapp on twitter on facebook and being that our family's uh, multilingual we receive it in various languages and they are just hilarious they're just so funny I love the fact that through all this adversity, that people are just looking for ways, how creative we are in the face of adversity to just make fun of the situation we find ourselves in. And I love laughing to that. It fills me with joy. And for those few minutes every now and then, I just have to laugh. And I think, this is brilliant.
1: Talks incessantly. He's got, there's a million things in the kid's head a million things and he's just got to tell you and, and there's no pause in it so you try to go oh, I'm just going to give you a, an example give you maybe correct you maybe give you some you know some sage as well and he just doesn't listen he just incessantly talks I just listen to listen to these guys what's going on in their heads um, you know it's great it's, Sean is really great we have those moments where we walk up and go give me a hug and you we know, have a bit of a hug and we have a bit of a laugh and, you know, that's, that's just a, you know a different sort of connection now it's been really fun but it you know, it's been really interesting watching Megan come home and go, five oh, days a week, it's been really, really tough and really hard. And I find that amusing because I've been doing it for a while. But I see how it's, it's really – and it's a real change. You know, I'd be coming home after a day's work and Megan would be here. Now it's, oh, she's coming home to, to me, so to speak. So, you know, it's, it's – He doesn't it's,
5: have dinner on the table.
1: <laughs> but, no, hang on, hang on <laughs> But I did go we, – we were running short and wide and, and I did some shopping and I went and I bought wine for her. And, and of those I went and bought with the biggest cup of coffee that I could find.
5: I don't know. As I said before, I don't know if my life has changed that much. I mean, I've had fun. Like I've been with the kids and I've had this part of life. I think it's nice for George to see this part of life with the kids that I've gotten to experience. I guess the nice moments for me are being the, the going for walks with my daughter, but we had connections before. So it's just been nice moments and having the whole family together more often than you normally would.
1: I think we're just doing little stuff that we probably wouldn't do. My mum told the story when when Dad passed. The thing she misses that that waking noise. Uh, she goes, I didn't spend all day with your Dad, but I knew he was in. You know, I knew he was watching the cricket. And I knew he was in the house. And now I find that oh, look, I know that they're there, so I can pop in, and you know, check them, see how they're doing. But said, there'd be days where I probably wouldn't see the kids at all. Uh, I'd come home from work, change, go to soccer. By the time I got back, they were in bed. So that's been good.
6: There are so many. Um, First of all, I have been writing down every single time, and myself included, I'm guilty of this, in a Zoom call, someone says, can you please put yourself on mute, or someone's walking around, like, these are, like, just people, it's just so funny, you know, because we're all still learning, it's just cute, and, you know, a lady in this webinar, I joined, this lady joins, I thought she was the actual facilitator. Because she's just walking around, then comes and checks, you know, and then goes goes away and comes and checks, and she's in a hair salon, so she's just in this like it's just the weirdest, most bizarre setup. And she's like click loud loud click 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 for half an hour, and turned out she wasn't the facilitator the whole time. And the memes have been really fun. Like I love the memes that are coming out. They're just so hilarious. And what
3: are
5: the challenging parts of it? I think trying to keep your spirits up, keep the kids' spirits up. And because we've got a kid, our daughter's going through year 12, so helping her... Navigate the emotions of that has probably been hard. So a lot of stress is about all the things she's going to miss. Like partly the schooling, like you know, how do I keep up with it? How do I manage it? How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? How am I going to go to uni? What's going to happen? And then there's the you know the no formal this year. They've they've you know she can't go for driving lessons because you can you can't do that anymore. And just all those little little things that in the 18th birthday parties that you think you should experience in year 12 that you just don't get to experience now. So I think that there's been a lot of trying to help her rearrange her thoughts on it and accept the negatives and get through a positive, which she will get there, but it's just navigating that path. We've watched year 12s have all these experiences and all these privileges and all these, all these things, she goes, that you've just watched as you've been through year seven, and all these years 12 gets, she goes, and we just miss out on it now. We don't get it. We don't get to experience this for the whole year. And then when we do come back, it's going to be in a somewhat completely different way. I think he needs to mourn that a little bit I suppose but it's it's going through that process and and it, and Coming out the other end and seeing that you've just got different memories and they're not bad memories, they're just different memories.
1: We've got to work out how we can connect as well uh, and stay positive. Cause yeah, we have it, you know, we both have our anxieties, we have our ups and downs. The anxieties exist, yeah. You know, so sort of, you know you try to hide it from the kid and you try to hide it from yourself sometimes. Nah, I don't
5: know. I reckon the kids gotta know. Yeah, it's better for them to see it, to know that you feel it as well and that you can still function and do life and live it and that and that everyone finds things overwhelming. and it's not an unnatural thing.
4: So I, my kids
5: see my anxiety. I've never heard from
4: them. I think challenging part is um, we've been so naughty, but now it looks like it makes people get together. People understand they need each other. That is a very awkward experience for me because it makes me sad. I can't meet my children. I'm lucky in a way I can talk to them on Skype or WhatsApp. But it's nothing like you meet your children face to face. And also we have to challenge the virus. We can't give up. We just have to be strong and stay home and do whatever the community expects from us. We have to be stronger. It's a fight that we are fighting. It's a, it's a known enemy, but we can't let the enemy fighters, let them take over our lives. So far, my experience, I am very lucky. I've got, I can hear my children. I can see them on Skype, on WhatsApp. And that's all I can do. We are all in the same boat, really. Oh, my God, it's so sad when you go outside. Everywhere is locked down. All the shops are closed. But if, like, chemist is open, you have a long queue. They wait for you to one come out and then the other one goes in. But most of the shops, uh, their shelves are empty, even though people are a stop to buy two, two items at a time. You are not supposed to. You are supposed to buy only one item at a time. But some people are really greedy, they buy so many, they fill their basket with everything and then the, the, the people come behind as nothing i never experienced things like that in my 81 years. It's scary, worrying. If I die tomorrow, my children won't be able to come even my to my funeral. And I can't even go to theirs because death doesn't choose. It could be my children die before me.
3: Uh, having no outlet for cabin fever. Having all the freedoms we're so used to restricted for what seems like a phantom menace, that's hard. And you have to remember to be responsible for the sake of the more vulnerable, because the Rona isn't going to kill any of us in the family, it just might hit our parents.
0: Just feeling in a small place, just in a one bedroom flat, we don't have a backyard or anything, a little bit of that cabin fever, which I know everyone is feeling right now and... Gosh, like I said, we're so lucky. We're lucky to even have a place, you know, a roof over our
2: head. Try not to worry too much about what's going to be happening tomorrow, next week, you know, next month. You know, we've gone from kind of knowing where we're headed, you know, week to week, and then all of a sudden everything's been thrown on its ear, and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it's really hard to kind of just live in the moment and not get too worried about tomorrow as such. So not being able to plan for anything, Um, that's probably been the hardest thing for me.
3: Am I the only woman here that feels like totally utter panic in her guts when she feels that her child could be at home seven days a week, every week for God knows how long? I'm sorry, but that freaks me the hell out. I love him to bits and I'm sure all of you mothers out there and fathers or parents, you love your child but were we all meant to live seven on seven 24 7 were we meant to just be there together
6: non-stop no i don't think so i'm a big fan of calling things out what i'm feeling um and what i'm grieving and i'm definitely grieving physical connection um the physical element is you know is part of us being human and I'm very grateful for technology, but I'm very much grieving the physical connection with my friends, my family, my loved ones, um, even strangers, you know, those incidental little moments in our lives. So.
5: Will I kill my family in quarantine? Yep. Or is it just a game in my mind?
3: And what do you think you've learned or are learning?
1: I think we're going to show that we, we can tough something like this out where we've got the resilience and that we can do it. Um, and maybe you know, we can pass it on to the kids as well to make them a little bit more resilient and say, look, these sort of hard times challenge you, but you'll get through it. And something like this is not going to come around all that often. So I hope not. Well, I, hope not. Um,
5: I do. I think that most families are going to find a different type of way of connecting that's going to bond them in a greater way going forward because you just don't, as I said before, you just don't have this amount of time to usually spare to spend with people. You know, I said to the two boys, because at the start, that was sort of, you know, wanting to kill each other on a regular basis. Like, you know, you're in my space. I it. Mean, it's like going, you both have to realise we're in this for a very long time for six months. You've got to work out a way to deal with each other. You've got to find a way that we can all, all of us get along. We're all going to have our down moments. We're all going to get cranky with each other, but we have to find a way that we don't have these massive headbutts and these crashes that you nearly want to kill each other. And I think they've got, I mean, it's not perfect, of course, but the real intensity of the fights has dropped a bit so I think it's then we get the benefits of all learning really actually how to deal with each other you can't just run away you've got to make it work
1: and one thing I really is that yeah you know, when a person wants to a couple of minutes of your time I just I, think about work I can actually just stop the mouse and stop and do something with him so he'll come out after a while and say can we have a bit of a fight so we we'll go in a bit of a fight or can we have a throw so I just learned that you just yeah you, you, you go I'll make some time now I've got the time to make some time, and that two minutes or that five minutes is a break for me. But it's also good for them. And as I say having Sean here has been great because she's been really supportive, and you know we'll make she's lunches brilliant. together and we'll do we'll do stuff together. She does little things just to to make the day. She put a really cute note on the fridge for Megan, saying peek inside the fridge there. She lunched an idea, and
5: she's
0: so making you know, me lunch the work every she, day. She, Before all this, I took a lot of things for granted. Um, I I think. I was living a very spoiled life and just even being able to just go for a coffee with your friends or um, go and see a movie. I've actually learnt, you know, how lucky I am. I feel like the healthy habits have gone out the window a bit as they tend to do when you're a bit unsettled. So just eating, oh, so much chocolate. Like when, when this whole thing kind of broke and people were buying toilet paper, I was just buying chocolate.
1: Seeing this as a, as a global... There's such a global impact. I'm learning how the world has responded collectively and also individually.
4: Yeah, that's positive. You know, what I think is the people where I live here, they all knock at your door. Are oh, you all right? Uh, do you need anything? And we got a manager. The manager left a note on the board. If you need anything, like milk somebody might deliver the milk to you you just have to put your name down which i'd never had that before it's and by my own thing it looks like we realize that we all need each other
3: i didn't realize before how many times we are tempted to touch our own face what i've learned is that contrary to popular belief not all germs make you stronger and washing
2: hands is important
0: I need to be a little bit more appreciative, you know, being kind to one another. And um, sometimes you can see, like on the on the online world, people, you know, during these times they can they can start getting a little bit judgmental and a bit nasty. And now's not the time for that. I think we just all need to kind of really rally together and support each other. And
2: every bad scenario that I've been taught um, over my twenty year career as a nurse has been distilled into this one big moment and so I've had to kind of really pull pull out all stops with my knowledge base and um, prepare for scenarios that I never thought I'd have to prepare for in my life.
6: It's so easy to distract ourselves you know with a house with a you know car with with experiences all of those are taken away from us now and those that are I'm coping, um, coping better are the ones who recognize and are steady within themselves whereas those who haven't done that self-work may be struggling a little bit more if they haven't found out who, uh, who they are and you know external to the work that they do external to the friendship circles they belong to who are they in all of this what is their purpose their greater purpose so there is so much beauty in self-work and that's the work that's not valued until this moment
3: The ugly truth of it is that as human beings, we're not meant to live in isolation. As human beings, we need conversation, we need contact, we need certain dynamics. We're we're meant to touch, feel, love, be close, burrow down together, grin. But in this current situation, we have to do all of that And more in isolation. And I've learned is that no matter how technologically advanced we get and what can replace something, nothing replaces face-to-face. Nothing beats a hug. Nothing beats a cuddle. Nothing beats sharing a meal with people, laughing, drinking, and enjoying life. Nothing beats that. That's what I've learned.
5: My, my, my Corona,
0: people,
5: power, the toilet paper, so sick of my Corona. My Corona, my Corona.
0: My, my, my Corona So sick of my
5: Corona My, 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 my Corona My, 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 my Corona